I absolutely love the score. Oh, yeah. From I, this Halloween movie. So good. OMG. Well, I mean, we can thank John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and uh, the other person I'm blanking on. And Daniel Davies. There we go. Those three guys. Fucking brilliant. Score is so good. It's very intense. It's very, like, foreboding. And it's perfect. This is the, this is the one... Mo- the like the most played album I did last year because you know I was Myers last year on Halloween so we were playing Halloween music like the Halloween music from the movies yeah. and this one's like the best and I would just crank it up oh it's so good so good the the like I remember when we saw the trailer and we heard that we're like we're like oh ooh, my god hello <laughs> so today is very exciting we have so much stuff to talk about obviously we're talking about Halloween 2018. Uh, which we also, we talked about this back on, me and Gabby did this for our Creeping It Real episode, which was episode way back when, 60, season two, episode 30. Almost a hundred episodes later. Almost a hundred episodes later, we're going to, we're solely talking about this because we did Unsane, The Hitcher, Halloween, and It Follows. That was when we were doing four fucking movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this is going to be fun to just solely talk about this, talk about Halloween Kills, talk about Halloween Ends, which we just got tickets for today. And saw the new trailer. And saw the new trailer. So this was like the perfect time to right. do this episode. And we had no Everything. idea. We had no idea the other, like the tickets and the new trailer were dropping today. This no. Was totally coincidental. I had no idea. So this was like the perfect day to do this. And I did record these episodes backwards. I did. Me and Corey did. Corey did ours yesterday for Advent Terror, and now we're doing ours today. And I definitely said episode 158 yesterday Wow, for 159. So this is episode 158. I'm your host, Austin Proctor, and that is your co-host, Spencer Lafferman. Hi. Yes, the next episode you'll listen to, Advent Terror, is episode 159. Go listen to me say, welcome to episode 158 right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Super excited to talk about this movie in, in gory detail. We're going to give you our rankings on the Halloween franchise as it currently stands, uh, all the way up to Halloween Kills. We're going to talk about some Halloween timelines because there's fucking six timelines. In the, yeah. In, there's six of them. I have them all written down and they're all in order. Nice. I'm ready to go. But before we get into all the madness that is Halloween, we've got to talk about something that just released today. Again, something that just released yeah. today, and we watched it. So today is just an insane day. I'm like brimming with just big, big glee happy, over it's a, it's here. It's a happy day, actually. It's a happy day because we finally watched virtually uh today we watched the monsters and i i don't even have words i was so i'm so happy uh, yeah i'm it, so happy to report back very good like things I, I hope i hope if rob zombie listens to any of your podcasts it's this specific episode because <laughs> yeah. honestly i'm gonna get a little graphic we're gonna suck this man's dick today Jesus Christ. <laughs> time to suck today's dick suck, uh, <laughs> i warned you pineapple express but reference. seriously though <laughs> Um, yeah, so as you know, we've explicitly said multiple times how nervous we were, how just very cautious we were going into this, because the trailer did not sell me at no, all. not at all. I was not happy I with was the trailer. Terif- I was terrified. After seeing yeah. the trailer, like, I'm gonna, 
I think this was the, it was the, going into it. It was the scariest movie, and not because yeah. it was scary, just because I was scared it was going to be. Trash. I had like sweats going on, man. Oh, I was, was nervous. Well, but I think what 10, 15 minutes in, we're like, you know what? We're done. We're in. Yeah, we're, we're so in. I told Gabby at about fifteen minutes in, I was like, okay, uh, the nervousness is worn off, and I'm fucking loving like I'm this here movie. Here for the ride. Yeah. So, like I said, we went in nervous, um, and then after like the first scene with Igor and uh, Richard Drake's character, which I can't remember right now because he plays Orlock and he plays uh, the doctor guy. I can't remember his name. I don't remember his name either. Um, I don't, yeah, whatever. But essentially their, doc, their ver- Munster's version of like Dr. Frankenstein. Yeah, because, you know, he puts together uh, Herman Munster. But right after that interaction and then we saw Lily and then I was like, okay, first of all, I don't know why she was not selling me in the fucking trailer. But she, she sold, sold me, me in, the movie. in the movie. She is rocking that look, hundred oh, yes. percent. She looks great. I actually really enjoyed her performance. I was most nervous for her, but I don't know. I completely take back everything I said from the trailers because yeah. I think she did a, a much better job than I anticipated. And you know, it wasn't like award-winning performances here, but it was solid. For like her, it, for, though, for her though, it was solid. Yeah, she it definitely. Was, uh, not that you know, not and we've said this before in our podcast. Not that we hated her performance in Three from Hell, which was her last outing, but it did get a little annoying at times because it seemed like she was going even more more into that character. Even like, more I felt like she, she was trying to do a Harley Quinn, which honestly. it just didn't work for her. Yeah, but this movie one hundred percent redeemed redeemed her for that. Not, for not me, say, yeah. Not saying she did a bad job. Just there was a she tried to go full Harley, Harley Quinn. And she should have just stayed baby from a. Devil's Rejects. Yeah, because she was great in Devil's yeah. Rejects. So. But yeah, no, she, honestly, she nailed the role as Lily. Loved yeah, it. Yeah, I think it was great. Uh, I totally forgot. For some reason, I was, I don't know why I thought Herman Munster had a lower voice. Because I remember complaining about that when I saw the well, trailer. Well, he does, but he doesn't. So no, I, he really doesn't. Because I, w- I was watching clips earlier today, and he's got a pretty like high pitch. For, like and, and I'm I up mean, here, Herman I mean, Munster. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> Fred Wynn, the actor himself, can can have a pretty low voice, and sometimes I think it was clear. the the laugh that I was remembering because he was like <laughs> his laugh. His laugh was <laughs> it's yeah very low. So but, I guess, but this the I forgot the actor's name, but the guy who played Herman in this one nailed the laugh. Daniel uh, Phillips was it Daniel Phillips? Daniel Phillips something. Um, yeah, I think he nailed it. He, cause like, like I said, I went back cause I was like, why does he sound like this? And then I went back and watched some footage of Herman Munster and I was like, oh, he does kind of have a, a pretty high voice. And then he has that really deep, just like laugh, booming yeah. laugh and fucking Jeff Daniel Phillips Jeff Daniel nailed Phillips, yeah. the laugh. That laugh was perfect. Uh, he was a little like lime green. So that was kind of weird. I wanted him uh, to be a little bit more like, I think that, that has, I, don't, I think that has to do with, uh, the whole, the movie thing as a whole is a uh, Rob Zombie. Was just making it super bright. No, no, uh, it's part of Travian IMDb, but uh, he filmed the movie with a higher, uh, like higher color contrast, contrast okay. or something. There's a different word. I mean, if you want to look it up on IMDb, to 100 like know exactly what I'm trying to say. But he filmed the movie brighter on purpose. Oh, here we go. Rob Zombie shot the film with a heightened color scheme. Heightened color, yeah. Uh, quote. I noticed when the actors were in their makeup and they were just walking around getting lunch or whatever, they looked like cartoon characters come to life. They were just so insanely colorful. I had to light the movie in the same fashion. It really seemed at all times like a live action cartoon, which was really exciting. Yeah. Okay. So then there you go. Yeah. So that's why he seemed a little brighter than normal because of the extra color put into the movie. Yeah. So, you know, all the performances, grandpa was fucking hilarious. Oh, he <laughs> he so was good. so fucking funny. Um, that was, he was played by, uh, do, 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 what's his face? Daniel Roebuck. 
um, he, as the count. Uh, wait, yeah, the count, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel Roebuck, he was fantastic. Richard Drake was fantastic. Jeff Daniel Phillips was fantastic, and then Cassandra Peterson, aka uh, Elvira, was in this as well. And I loved. It. There's a moment where she's like, you know, tomorrow's Halloween. Don't be like. Uh, startled by my appearance, by and you're like, appearance. "Oh, she's gonna be Elvira," and I won't say what she is, but she's not Elvira. Yeah, but like, <laughs> it was really. But funny. like the the Rob Zombie, re- like it's crazy to think of Rob Zombie as a comedian. Not obviously he obviously he's not a comedian. He's you know he loves horror and stuff. But like this, you know, and this being his I, his first family film, technically, yeah, like it's his first non, uh, it's his first movie not rated not R, not rated R. Yeah. First of all, and his first family movie. So like. There was a lot of aspects of that that made us nervous for for one, obviously. But like, and he we know he wrote this. Um, I'm sure some of, some of this was improv. Maybe some of it was taken straight from the TV show. I I haven't seen the show in God knows how long to tell you that yeah. if that's yes or no. But he definitely nailed both the macabre, like dark humor that 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 is in the show slash movie, and just the humor in general. Like he nailed like the timing was perfect. I didn't think anything was. Like every joke sold. Like I didn't think yeah, there every was a, joke hit. There was not a miss for me on any of the jokes. It wasn't repetitive. I mean, nope. I, I mean, okay, there was some repetitive humor in the way of Herman Munster's dad jokes, but I fucking love. But that's I, yeah, him. I love dad jokes, so I'm I'm gonna love that. Oh, silly. Some of them, so, they're so bad. I, but I love them. I have never laughed that hard in a PG movie ever. Oh, I was I dying. I don't think I've ever I laughed was, that I hard. I was dying. I was the whole time just like, holy shit. So I, funny. I did not expect it to be this funny. Like the first 20 minutes with Count Orlock and, uh, yeah, like and this, Lily, like, I was fucking dead. Yeah, like the first, <laughs> like, like at first, you know, like for the first 15 minutes or so, you don't even see like the, other than the Count, you don't even like notice, like the cast isn't even there. Like for the first 15 minutes, it's like a whole different movie and then all of a sudden enters Lily and Grandpa and then you go, okay, here we go. This, we're getting into it. So like, I thought that was interesting that he, he opened it up completely like without the original three characters yeah. that we know of. Like, and then, like, and yeah, and then Herman Munster comes into the picture after he's brought to life and then he like immediately injects hilarity and starts telling jokes right off the bat. It's just, it's so much fun. It's also insanely colorful and pretty. I didn't think that kind of like retro style humor would work. I remember us talking about it. Like, I don't think it's going to yeah, work. And, and, the and, trailer, it fucking, and the trailer just didn't sell me. It like, didn't at all. Like <laughs> trailer to movie, completely different experience. Yeah. It's in a good way though. You yeah, know, well, it's, yeah. Which, which I, I mean, I, I didn't feel expect. like any movie goer wants or any movie writer or director would, would probably want that. Yeah. It's like, it's like, nope this year. You know, I thought I got completely different expectations from that oh, movie. Yeah. So like trailers this year have been interestingly like interesting and good yeah, at the like, same time. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> like, nope gave us two trailers. And we were uh, like, and, no. And the second trailer, I was not sold, actually, yeah. because it gave more of the movie, which that wasn't why I'm sold. It just, the second trailer made it feel more of a comedy. Yeah, it gave away too much, I felt. And then, and then I saw the movie. I'm like, oh, oh. you know what? No, nothing. Nope. No, I'm that's, fine. It's just how you cut it. It's fine. I get yep, it. Yep. That's how, that's how you do a perfect uh, trailer to movie. But yeah, so I have nothing good but good things to say about this movie. I was floored. I did not feel the runtime at all. It's an hour and forty nine minutes. Oh yeah, I didn't feel it at all. I, in fact, I kept checking when, when it was over. I was like, oh, there's no, there's not more. I kept checking the time because I was like, fuck, it's almost. I was like, damn, it's almost over. I would be like, oh, there's an hour left. Oh, there's thirty minutes left. Oh, fuck, how are they gonna wrap this up in like fifteen minutes? But yeah, but how they did it, I was, I, like, uh, I was like, oh, I kind of wanted more. Like, yeah, I would have taken if, the two and a half hours. I was cut. gonna say, I was gonna say, <laughs> if if he ever rumors, like, if he ever gives us the director's cut for that, because he he's done director's cut for most of his movies. Yeah, and it was rumored it was gonna be like two twenty eight or something like that. So from what I saw from from his final cut, 
I'd be along for the ride for the longer cut. I'd take it. I, I can't. I can't see it ruining the movie. I could see it maybe just making it better. Yeah, um, I'm definitely gonna own that on Blu-ray for, oh, sure. Yeah, for uh, sure. It's in my cart already on Amazon. And uh, yeah, so I we came up with the same rating today because we both. I thought the movie overall was great, so a great rating for me is three point five. But I gave it an extra half star, and I know people. This is gonna probably make people nuts. I gave it an extra half star just like you did because like it impressed me so much. So much. I was not expecting to be actually. I we we literally said if this at least gets a two five, we I'll were, be happy. We were going in being okay with a two five. Like I would yeah, I would have been okay with a two five. And we gave it a, a three five. star and a half more. More. Yeah, we gave or, it or we gave it a full star full more, star, and then gave it a half star yeah, for half, that. So yeah, so half star extra four credit. star total. Yeah, so four, four out of five. Out of five. I, it, I, it was awesome. It was so like, much. That's fun. a rarity for Rob Zombie movie, really. Yeah, I think there's only three movies in his in his catalog that I've given four stars or more. Oh really? Yeah, everything else has been like a three five. Like uh, what? Or maybe, Lords maybe of, four. Sorry, I was gonna say Lords of Salem is a three. House of a Thousand Corpses is a three five. Three from Hell and the Monsters are both fours. Halloween and Devil's Rejects are four and a half. And I know I'm probably missing. Okay, one. no. So that was that five. Yeah. Oh, okay, and so then um um thirty one would probably be like a two and a half. Yeah. So so that's still so okay. I so think that's I'm, four, I might be four. missing some, but so that's still four four yeah, out of his a lot of, yeah. seven or eight catalog that I've given. Yeah, pretty pretty decent ranking. So that's on Netflix right the fuck now. You can go stream that immediately. I, every time I see it on Facebook, I just go on about how I liked it or because just every or, or just no. I mean, I, I don't want to tell you. Yeah, I, yeah, I almost blind bought it today, and I almost even though I was gonna watch it anyways, but uh, I was at uh, Best Buy earlier right before we watched it. And oh, they did had, they have it? Yeah. Oh shit! I would have had you pick me up one and just giving you cash. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like I was gonna blind buy it. I'm kind of upset I didn't because I wasn't sure. I was scared. I didn't want to spend four. Fourteen dollars on something that I yeah. definitely like. So, so I want obviously when you blind buy something you've not seen it, we're unsure. But this one was a hundred percent. Like I'd rather watch it for yeah, free. Yeah, I'd rather watch it for because, free first. Yeah, and, but but now I'm kind of upset. I didn't just say fuck it. And if, <laughs> and if the hurricane wasn't hitting us tomorrow, I'd be at Best Buy going to get the fucking four K of I know what you did last summer because that just dropped today. Ooh, it's waiting for me in my mailbox. Uh, and so, I, so I need to go to Best Buy whenever the storm clears. I need to get the monsters and I need to get fucking. That uh, I know what you did I last just summer. Got, see, so what I went to Best Buy specifically for today was uh, the uh, the Lost Boys and uh, Poltergeist 4K. Nice. Because yep. they didn't have it last week when it dropped. Okay. Because why not? And you know what? They didn't have. They didn't even have Poltergeist in there. So I asked. Oh. I go. I go. Hey, do you have the Lost Boys? I'm curious. Do you have Poltergeist by any chance? Because they came out the same time. And the girl goes in the back for about ten minutes. She goes, "Here's the last one in the back." I'm like, "Fuck yeah." Was it a steel book or was it? No, it was the, just the regular. Yeah. I honestly like for both of them as, as as a lover of Steelbook. I didn't really like the art for either of them, so I just got the regular uh, the yeah. regular 4K copies because I like those cover arts actually better. Yeah, I got the 4K of Poltergeist as well. Definitely need to watch that soon. Oh uh, yeah, they, uh, and they both. I mean, I had them both on Blu-ray, and uh, I know for a fact the uh, the upgrades for the 4K, and they even upgraded the Blu-ray. So like an upgraded remastered Blu-ray is a part of. Oh nice. Okay. Basically, yeah. Which, I, I only had that on DVD, so this is a huge. I know. Well, well, I just so, so funny. I I just bought the Lost this year. I just bought the Lost Boys and pulled their guys on on Blu-ray this year. Like I finally got him like earlier this year, and then and then they're like, oh, 4K. I go, fuck, I guess. <laughs> fuck you. If I have to. I mean, luckily, you know, I got him both used to like FYE for like six, seven bucks. So like, I'm not. I'm right. not mad, but it's and, like, goddamn it. And, and and I know, you know, they both needed an upgrade, and I know, you know. You know, Warner Brothers' track record off from from like older movies from Blu-ray to 4K is a pretty decent one. Talking talking to you, The Shining. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Like they that did, Shining looks great. 
Like, unfortunately, like the Goonies, Gremlins, they didn't they didn't do a, a fantastic transfer onto 4K. I mean, it looks better than the Blu-ray, of course. But like when push comes up for me, I'm just going to keep the Blu-ray. Yeah, might as well. I mean, I have the digital copies in, in 4K, so it, it's I have both best of both. Worlds I've got already. everything. Just uh, wanted you to know. Yeah, just <laughs> just letting you know. Um. So yeah. Uh. Monsters. Yes. Go buy any of those 4Ks that we just mentioned because they're all worthy of 4Ks. Oh, and the slip. Co- I don't know if, if whoever's listening. Like, for, for I know what you did. The one oh, slip cover. I'm, the one slip cover. I'm gonna keep is the one, one for that one. Yeah, it's it so looks. Cool. It looks so nice. The red is it like fucking pops. I also and, didn't and realize the, and the discs look like that too. Oh, I didn't they, see the disc. I just saw the. Oh, one, one, one of my friends. Oh, one of the people I follow on TikTok did an uh, nice. unboxing. And I looked at this. I'm like, oh, those are so beautiful. <laughs> <Ooh>. <laughs> um, all right, so let's talk about some timelines here. Okay. Oh, well, uh, actually, what if, real quick? What have you? I already said what I was watching with Corey. What if you watched any? good uh in just anything it doesn't have to be horror if you watch anything good lately on blu-ray on streaming in the theaters what have um, you seen well in the theater i mean i just saw i saw obviously you know pearl a few weeks ago when it came out oh yeah yeah yeah. love that love that one yeah i heard you heard, i remember you saying it was super good yes super, i just super good. watched oh man what did i just watch woman king well yeah but i watched something after that because i saw that during the week i just saw something else at in theaters yeah, maybe. No. <laughs> yes, over the weekend. Yeah, well, what was it? I don't remember. I got... <sighs> Terrible, Spencer. Yeah, I'm not a very good person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got to look. Hold on. I did uh, I did watch Cloverfield last night after uh, having Corey recommend... For your first time? No. No, oh. what? That came out when I, I was in the theaters, okay, Buster. Down. Okay, calm down. <laughs> okay, to be fair, though, like there's a lot of movies that you should have seen a while ago. You haven't yet, so that's why I asked. No, yeah, that that one came out to the when I was working at the theaters. Don't worry, darling, is the one I saw. Oh, uh, I couldn't yeah. remember what it, I couldn't remember. It's not that memorable. I was gonna say, was it not that memorable? To me, no, I won't be watching it or owning it again, uh, oh. or, or owning it for the first time and <laughs> watching it again. I was like owning it again, sir. Yeah, what'd you give that one? I just gave it a solid three. And that's not a horror movie, right? No, is it I don't. I a, don't. I think it's just listed as a thriller. Don't worry, because it's not. Darling. There's no horror at all. It's, Drama, it's, mystery, thriller. Okay, yeah. yeah. So it's not. It's not even going to be included on. The and to be top honest, tens. I only gave it a three because of Florence Pugh's amazing performance. She's just great in everything. Every time I see her name attached to something, I'm like, this is going to be great. Like I don't know, and, and this is not horror or anything. Um, but I don't know if you saw the remake of Little Women. No, with her in it. No, but, but I heard it's great. She's fucking amazing. Yeah, she's like, great in everything. I, like I mean, I mean, obviously saw her in Midsommar and stuff, but like I'm so excited for her future with just in the MCU, just in general. I'm so excited for her future in movies and anything. You've seen Fighting with My Family, right? Oh yeah, fucking oh, love that dude. Movie. That's such a great that's movie. That's the first movie I saw her in, so I didn't even know who she was at the time. I saw that after I had seen Midsommar and after I had been introduced oh, to okay, her, yeah. and I was like, I'm in love with Goth Florence Pugh. Oh yes. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. So, uh, yeah, she was great in fighting with my family. If, if you guys have never seen that, that are listening, check that out. It's got her. It's got The Rock. It's got Leanne Hetty. It's got Vince Vaughn. It's so fucking good. Nick Frost. Yeah, it is such a good movie. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I've already said what I'm watching. So let's talk about some Halloween shiznit here. Um, we're going to talk about Halloween timelines. There are six in total. Well, really technically five. But if you include the chronological timeline, then that's six. So, starting with that one, because that's the first one I thought of. Chronological timeline, you have Halloween 1978, then you have Halloween 2 from 1981, Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, 
Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers, Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers, then just Halloween, Fuck the Six. Oh, yeah. Well, Halloween, duh. Curse of Michael Myers. <laughs> then we've got Halloween H2O, 20 years later, Halloween Resurrection, the Rob Zombie reboot, Halloween 1 and 2, and then Halloween reboot again slash prequel or slash uh, sequel. Sequel. So, yeah, requel. Yeah. Uh, and then Halloween Kills and Halloween Ends. 13 total movies in this franchise once Halloween Ends is released. After that, you have the Carpenter slash Akkad timeline, and that is Halloween 1978, Halloween 2 uh, from 1981, Halloween 4, 5, and then 6, and that is the original whatever you want to call it saga Sa- i guess saga that carpenter uh that carpenter did um and they really weren't expecting it to go past i don't think they're expecting it to go past one. one yeah but they did two and then they did three um and then speaking of three um that one is on its own completely separate yeah, timeline um, which i dubbed the anthology timeline yeah. because three was supposed to put in place it was supposed a new, to be an anthology. Yeah, it was supposed to be anthology movies after three, but three was received so poorly when it came out. And of course now has a huge cult following. Because because I mean you, you know They're like, it, no Michael Myers, brah Well, because back then, you know, no one really understood what they were doing. Like yeah. like Halloween yeah. They I mean, were trying to do something different. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? And, like and, and no one understood that at the time. Which I mean I get I mean when I first saw Halloween season of the witch, I thought it was ass too. Yeah, I've got yeah. but as I got older and realized what they were trying to do and, and then rewatch it, I got a better appreciation for it because I now understand it's a standalone movie just it's just called Halloween yeah because they would have just be called a Halloween it, anthology if they would have just called it season of the witch and dropped the Halloween yeah drop the Halloween especially Halloween three yeah they, I, I think that was the, I done. think that was the issue like they should have just called it season of the witch season of the witch yeah because Tom Atkins is great in that and or, or, or even or even reworded it season of the witch a Halloween anthology yeah Halloween story like, like, like <laughs> at least or yeah at least give it some type of context that it was meant to be that but like I understood what they were trying to do I get yeah that. so that one's off on its own timeline all by itself because it actually does reference uh, the first Halloween in like a commercial it says like Halloween even, even, even Jamie Lee Curtis has a voiceover yeah do. so there's like it's kind of meta in a way because they reference it as a movie in that universe yeah because i think they say something i'm pretty sure it's been a minute since i've seen it but they reference like halloween on tonight or something like that on channel whatever yeah, something something just a simple call something back. like that so that is the second or second or third timeline depending on how if you include the you know chronological order then the fourth one that we have here is laurie strode timeline take one and that is how ha- <laughs> yeah yeah hold on Take one. Yeah, that's Halloween, 1978, Halloween 2, 1981, then Halloween H2O, and then Resurrection. So that is one uh, Laurie Strode timeline. Then we have Laurie Strode timeline take two, which is Halloween, 1978, Halloween 2018, and then kills and then ends. So she has like two separate... Two separate because I love the fucking 2018 movie. They're like, you know, all those subsequent fucking sequels. No, fuck all of them. They're gone. Yeah, we go Halloween to Halloween. (laughs) That's it. Exactly. (laughs) 78 to 2018. No stops. No stops. 40 years later. Fuck off. Um, And then, of course, standing alone on its own is the Rob Zombie timeline, which is Halloween 1 from 2007 and Halloween 2 from 2009. So those are all the fucking timelines that I could think of that I'm sure that I'm pretty sure exist. Oh, no, there's yeah, there's actually a uh, somewhere on the Internet that actually does exactly what you just did, but in like but in like picture form. 
Oh, that's cool. Like, they, oh, like, yeah, like they yeah. have like the posters of each one and have the little uh, diagram of which movies go with yeah. which. So basically what you just said verbally, there is a there's like yeah, there's that. a visual version of that as well. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting to go through all the different timelines that exist in the Halloween universe. Uh, because yeah, there's quite a lot. Uh, but moving on to our ratings of these movies, let me pull up my Halloween ranked list on Letterbox. If you don't have Letterbox, please go check it out. They don't sponsor us, but I really do love them. <laughs> you mean, I just I really like an announcer. Yeah, I really am a fan of the Halloween movies. Okay, where did mine go? Did I? Oh, there it is. All right, Halloween ranked all twelve movies. So minus minus ends, of course, because that doesn't come out for another two weeks. I will kick it over to you. Let's go. Start. Let's start from the bottom. Your, oh, yeah, start from the bottom? Yeah, we're going to go bottom to top. Oh, okay. So you're number 12. Uh, Halloween 6, Curse of Michael Myers. Okay. Mine would be Halloween Resurrection at one star. <laughs> oh, you wanted me to put it, tell me the stars too? Do you, if you, if you, uh, I don't, so I don't, I didn't, it's put, fine. I haven't rated all of them. There, That's fine. Half of these have I just actually ha- been yeah, rated on my You're fine, box. you're fine. But you're, this, but this is how I would have ranked them if I did rate them all on Letterbox. You're number 11. Halloween Kills. Oh shit, that's way down there. Oh no. My number 11 is Halloween The Curse of Michael Myers. Oh, you're, okay. You're number 10. Uh Halloween 2 Rob Zombie remake. Okay. We're we're kind of similar here. Mine would be uh oh and uh Halloween Curse of Michael Myers was rated one and a half for me. Uh my number 10 is Halloween 5 Revenge of Michael Myers at two stars. Your number nine. Resurrection. Wow, Resurrection is up there. Okay. Well, it's it's only up there because, yeah, it's not a good movie, but I have a lot of fun with it. It's a lot yeah, of fun to watch. My, my friend uh, who's been on the show named Michael Viers of the Shameless Picture Show, he has the same thoughts on uh, pretty much that you do. He's like, it's a trash film, but I love it. Yes. <laughs> like, I have so it's much one, fun it's one with of those it. Mo- <laughs> just like, you know, non-horror related, but I know Steven Skull movies are ass, but I fucking <laughs> I love them. I love them, yeah. I, I marathon them yearly. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I, I remembered like a but, couple. But like the other three are just almost un bearable to watch That's Halloween Kills fair. isn't as bad the second time around but it was horrible it's still bad but Halloween 6 I almost could never finish I saw <laughs> it's so bad I saw someone in a group the other day uh, it might have been the Scream Factory group I don't know who it was because I have a buddy who really loves Curse of Michael Myers but someone was like yeah they were like Curse of Michael Myers is my favorite and I'm like everyone in the comments was like sir you're, that cannot be your wrong. favorite. Like you can have Rob Zombies as your favorite you can have Halloween 3 as your favorite I, I, will, ta- I will take Halloween 2 Rob Zombie as your favorite over, over Halloween 6. Yeah, like, like dude, no one's... No, no one's... Even, no, I mean, the director even even <laughs> disowned that fucking movie. When a director owns disowns his own movie, you know it's trash. It's, yeah, you know it's not good. Uh, my number... What did you do? I just did Resurrection, we, we, uh, so I'm, we're on our fifth one now. What? No, we're not. I didn't I just, even do my number nine. I did four. No, I, I mean, I just did... You just did four. Yes. Yeah, so we're, that's, yeah, it's my okay. number, yeah. sorry. So my number nine is Halloween 2, Rob Zombie at a two and a half. Your number eight. Halloween 5. Halloween 5, Revenge of Michael Myers. Okay, my number eight, Halloween Kills, also at two and a half stars. All right. Your number seven. H2O. Okay, we're, we're like really close here. My number seven is Halloween 4, Return of Michael Myers. Your number six. Four. Okay. Halloween four. My number six is Halloween <laughs> H2O, bitch. Uh, Halloween four for me was three stars, H2O, three and a half. Your number five, sir. 
season of the witch. Okay. This is where everyone, if you don't hate me already, this is where everyone starts to hate me. And I'm sorry. You're going to say the first one. Aren't Halloween <laughs> 1978 at three and a half stars. I know this is where everything goes to shit for Sir, most, for most people. How dare you? I know. Your number four. Storm's off. (laughs) Do the podcast on your own, bitch. Out. (laughs) Spencer, out. Drops my Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018. We're really close. My number four, Halloween 2, four stars, 1981. Nice. Your number three. Halloween 2. Halloween 2. Yeah, we're like, my (laughs) my number three, Halloween 2018. (laughs) Ours are literally just like flip-flop. Little or (laughs) flip-flop. Well, Halloween two and Halloween two thousand eighteen are both fours for me. Yeah, I just uh, I just same. put them. Yeah, same I just both I just fours. have them. This is just how I rank them. Yeah, they're both fours for me as well. All right, your number two, Halloween remake, uh, Rob Zombie. My number two is also Halloween Rob Zombie, four and a half stars. Nice, nice. And your number one, I mean, <laughs> the first one, the, the original, very, the original at four and a half stars with Rob Zombies. They're both four point five for me. Uh, my number one, Halloween three, season of the witch, I mean, yeah, four I, and a half I, I stars. I knew that was happening. <laughs> Booyah! Well, see, so Halloween two, Halloween two thousand eighteen, and Halloween three, season of the witch are all fours for me. Okay, so they're basically they're just there. Yeah. Those are just the order of if I was watching the movie in the order that I ranked them, that's how I would watch them. Okay, yeah, physically, I got you. I got you. So that's our cumulative rankings as of now. Check back in in like a month when we uh, tell you where we placed Halloween ends. Well, that's actually, and it's funny because I actually had the first Halloween out of four, but I watched it today. Like I watched that and then I watched 2018, like back to back. Oh, nice. And it, I don't know what it was. The last time I watched it was two years ago. Yeah, same. Because I, I, yeah. I guess I didn't watch it last year. But uh, yeah, for some reason, I just, I just liked it even more i don't know how i could like that movie anymore but apparently i did that's what happened to me i had it uh i watched it when i first uh i think it was back in 2019 i rated it on letterbox because that was the year i started and then the next year which was uh 2020 i bumped it up like a full star because i had it at like a three and then i watched it and i'm like this movie was awesome why is this not higher so it's been four for me for a couple years because i'm like i really 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 like this movie to me it's i mean to me it's a you know i've said this before on multiple (laughs) podcasts my one of my all-time favorite movies it's honestly it's probably one or two if i really had to think about it it got me into horror um it got me in you know yeah like i said it, it, it gave me the gateway into horror um one of my favorite movies all the time and every time and i could watch it over and over again and not get tired of it mm-hmm. i mean there was a time you know like four or five years ago it came out in the theaters every year around halloween and i yeah. and i watched it every year i didn't care if it was where it was i was there yeah i i, I don't if it does come back around let it, me it's know it's coming back to a, it's coming to regal this year i don't know if it's coming to amc okay we'll have to go see that then because i would love to go see that on the big screen because i've never seen it on the big screen well i mean um, it, it could still hit amc i don't know but that, the only thing that i've heard with amc about horror films is trick or treat on october 21st okay well AMCs. we'll keep each other in the loop because i would definitely go watch that for sure ski oh yeah on the big screen uh and it's funny too because i remember when i first watched the you know original Halloween because I had never seen it uh, in so long. I remember it being like at like a two and a half, and then I watched it and I was like, okay, I actually really appreciate this movie a lot more, and I bumped it up like a full star. Like three and a half is still a solid rating for me. That's primarily I mean, that, I mean, that makes it, that's a great. Yeah, that's that's primarily what my uh like my largest rating is is three and a half. Oh wow, I have exactly five hundred at three and a half stars. Nice. Um, so yeah, it's not that I don't like the original. I don't know. I just something about two Halloween two. Just I liked that one a little bit better, and that one's already at a four. You know, so I liked Halloween just a little bit less than this uh than uh the sequel from nineteen eighty one, but. 
all this Halloween talk making me super excited to actually talk about this one here. So unless you have any other things to add. Nope, I got nothing. Let's do this. So we are talking about Halloween from 2018, released on October 19th of that year in the USA. This is rated R for mild sex and nudity, severe violence and gore, obviously, moderate profanity, somehow 28 fucks is only moderate. That's crazy. And mild, or sorry, mild alcohol, drugs and smoking and severe, frightening and intense well, scenes. Well, I mean, like, I, you know, I mean, for its run, I mean, you got to think for its run time, it's less than two hours. Um, But if it's spread out through the whole movie, that's moderate. Like, I know. It's just funny. Like 28, that's moderate. My God, what is severe profanity? Well, Probably I mean, a I mean, lot it, of. It takes four to five to actually get the language rated in an R rated movie. So right. like, if you take four or five out of there, you only have like 22. Only. I mean, that's not a lot of fucks compared to uh, normal like rated R movies these days. That's true, yeah, where every other word is fuck. Uh, this is a runtime of an hour and 46 minutes. Don't feel any time of that at all. Oh, no, it, it, it flies zooms. by. It zooms. It fucking, it's as fast as Michael Myers, and he's pretty quick. Yeah. You know. Uh, listed as a crime horror thriller directed by the man himself. David Gordon Green, who has 32 uh, directing credits, not acting credits, also did Pineapple Express, Your Highness, and Halloween Kills, which was not that great. <laughs> Son of a bitch. It's fine. Scott Teams is not doing Halloween in, so we're good, hopefully. Uh, written by three, uh, there's, uh, hold on, written by, hold on, there's a few people here. One, two, so it's written by three people. First one being Jeff Radley, who has three writing credits, uh, did a few episodes on a couple of shows. Danny McBride, who has 12 writing credits, also helped do Pineapple Express and Halloween Kills. And also written by David Gordon Green, who has 14 writing credits and also did Halloween Kills as well. Composed by Cody Carpenter, the son of John Carpenter, obviously. Son who of has, legend. Yeah, who has 10 composer credits, also did Halloween Kills and Firestarter. John Carpenter, which if you don't know at this point, God have mercy on your soul. But he's got over 40 composer credits, also did Halloween 1978, Halloween 2. Basically everything he's directed and written. Pretty much. The, the man is a fucking god. Like, uh, There's not many people that direct, write, and score their own fucking movies. He's also hosting a... Uh, Scream Factory, like, yeah, I Scream saw, yeah. Uh, thing. the like, oh, that's monster so cool. movies. His, yeah, his like, favorite like, uh, Godzilla's, I think. I'm like, that's so cool. You got the legend to fucking host this. That's awesome. But it was, I was kind of upset because they put this teaser out of him like going into the theater and like yeah, sitting I'm, down. I'm, and I'm I was like, like, are we gonna get like a big collection of I him was from like, Scream? What the fuck are we getting? <laughs> and I'm not, not that I'm saying it's not cool, but I'm like. Did you have to, like, get me all, like, juiced up, man, and jazzed oh, over they here? Know, they know what they were doing. I know, fuckers. But I'm still going to obviously check that out. Um, also composed by Daniel A. Davies, who has 10 composer credits, also did Halloween Kills and Firestarter. Cinematography by a man named Michael Simmons, fitting name for the movie. He has 50 cinematographer credits, also did Halloween Kills. A lot of these people are all working on this trilogy, which is really cool. Except for you, yeah. Scott Teams. Uh, <laughs> Starring Jamie Lee Curtis is Laurie Strode, who has 83 acting credits. You should absolutely know who she is. She dominated the fucking 80s. Halloween, Halloween 2, The Fog, Prom Night, Terror Train, Road Games. Like, should I keep going? Trading places. Trading, like, do I need to if keep you're going? A, if you're a Disney fan, Freaky Friday with yeah. Lindsay Lohan. I, I mean, like, do I need to continue? Activia, fucking Christmas with the Cranks. Activia commercials. <laughs> Activia commercials. Like, come on. Uh, True she, Lies with Arnold Schwarzenegger. She's done things and stuff. Judy Greer as Karen, 159 acting credits, also in 13 going on 30 as Lucy Wyman, Ant-Man as Maggie Land, and Jurassic World, again, as Karen. She also <laughs> she, she also voices uh, 
uh, Carol and or Cheryl in Archer. Yeah, she does. <laughs> Great show. Uh, Andy Matichak. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Andy Matichak as Allison, who has 18 credits and was also in a movie called Assimilate, and she's also in Halloween Kills. Uh, Haluk Billin, Bil, who, Bilginer as Dr. Sartain, who has... Yeah, 80, that's, that's a mouthful. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot. Who has 87 acting credits, was also in Winter Sleep as Aiden and The International as Amat Sunye. And last but certainly not least, we've got Will Patton as Officer Hawkins, who has 115 acting credits. You might know him from the little thing called Remember the Titans as Coach Bill Yost or maybe the Mothman Prophecies. Prophecies. What am I saying? Prof- Words. Prophecies as Gordon Smallwood and also the fourth kind as Sheriff August. The man likes to play a cop. Yeah, he was also in the last Purge movie. Yeah, that he was. Brie- briefly. Briefly, yes, he was. Uh, this movie is shockingly had a budget of only $10 million, according to IMDb. Well, and that it makes sense, though. And it grossed $255.6 million worldwide, which is what you would call a home fucking run. <laughs> that probably... That, is, that, probably I mean, fi- that probably definitely funded the next two movies. The next two movies. Easily. And, and then some. And then some. Uh, this movie was filmed in Charleston, South Carolina, weirdly enough. And uh, you can watch this on Amazon for a three ninety nine rental or fourteen ninety nine purchase, or the Blu Ray was apparently eight forty two on Amazon when Why I last didn't checked. Why did you include the four K? Fuck the four K. Oh no, I'm just kidding. Or you can watch it on Spencer's Voodoo for free. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, or, that's a lie. You guys can't see that there. No, you can't see that there. Uh, but yeah, it is not currently streamed. Let me double check my uh, work here because it was a little while ago. It's probably on this. Peacock, I would assume. <laughs> Are you streaming? Because the, the no. rest of the tr- yeah. really that yeah. would be that would be I, I mean that would you would think they would because Halloween Kills simultaneously went there yeah. theatrically and so was Halloween Ends yeah. you would think they would just put that one there to prepare wah, wah. missed opportunity <laughs> missed opportunity uh, let's see here movies that came out around the same time we've got the house with the co- <laughs> Jesus with the, the cock in the walls the house with the cock and balls <laughs> <laughs> I mean I'm sure there's a movie out there. That's directed by Eli Roth, with starring Jack Black, called The House of the Cock and the, the Walls. The House with the Clock and its Walls, Hellfest, Apostle, Venom, A Star is Born, Goosebumps 2, Electric Boogaloo. No, it's, I'm kidding. It's Haunted Halloween, Bohemian Rhapsody, Anna and the Apocalypse, Overlord, The Last Sharknado, It's About Time, Dr. Seuss is the Grinch, and Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. A lot of fucking movies that came out around that time, let me tell you. Correct. All right, specific horror moments. What do you have for specific horror moments? It's the same as my favorite kill. Ooh, what is it? It's uh, it's when uh, is it a spoilery kill? I mean, I I mean, if I if I said specific things, yes, but no. Okay. So, a cop basically gets his head kicked in like a fucking pumpkin and you see yeah. all of it. It's it's horrifying because you see it afterwards and it's just like he fucking just stepped on a pumpkin and exploded yeah. his face. I hope they use pumpkin guts for that. Right? That'd yeah. be cool. But yeah, that was that was my favorite. That was both. both okay. So that's both. Okay, so I'll go ahead and do both of mine. My favorite horror moment was the kid's death in the beginning because that, that was his first kill. Yeah. And that really set the tone for the rest of the movie because you're like, I don't... Because to my knowledge, up until... Halloween from 2007, a kid hadn't died in the Halloween movies. I can remember. I like you know, I don't I can't remember a child dying 
I don't know it. I mean, yeah, I, I'm I can't to remember, too. but you know, they, obviously he killed Spy Kids in you know Halloween 2007, Rob Zombies. He yeah. was probably he was a teenager, but this kid that died was like probably ten or twelve. He was a very young kid, and I was, and that's the first person that Mike well that you see kill. Yeah, because he you know he injures all the people on the bus and everyone around him, but the first person you actually see him kill is the kid, and I'm like, this is going to be a dark Halloween. Um, but then also my other favorite horror moment is Aaron's death because he beats yes. the ever loving fuck out of his face onto that ba- like bathroom stall and you see it all and I was like this Yeah, is, that this, was this is upsetting. Uh and then my favorite kill was the knife directly through the neck. Such oh yes. A, and the, and, and the, how they did it so smooth. The whole one shot too cuz he uh Michael comes onto the porch and he bends down you can see his face in the reflection and then he goes around the house you can see his silhouette on the wall or on the house next door. And then he just walks in the girl closes the blind just, yep. and then like he's in and then out. And then he just walks away. And I was like, I was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. I was like, Oh yeah. That's such a great kill. Uh, did you happen to have a favorite line from the movie? There wasn't uh, many, there wasn't many zingers in this no, one, but my favorite line, well, it's not necessarily <laughs> a favorite line. It's more like a, uh, like a, I guess in a sentence, but like it's briefly. So when, uh, Laurie Stroh goes into the, goes into her her daughter's house, Karen's house, and she's just talking and he goes, you don't even have, a, like, you don't even have locks on your doors, Karen. And you know, the whole, like, God, Karen, get it together type get of thing. Get it together, Karen. So that kind of, that interaction was yeah. my favorite interaction. Okay. It, was, it was like, it was, that was just funny because the daughter's name was Karen, you know, the whole Karen shit. God damn it, Karen. God. Uh, my favorite line was at the very beginning, or towards the beginning of the movie. It is uh, when Allison's dad's like, "I got peanut butter on my penis." Like, oh yeah, like what? Why? First of all, you got it on your crotch because you're wearing clothes. You don't, you're not bottomless getting <laughs> peanut butter on your dick. Just don't have the dog lick it off for the love of God. Um, so I just thought that was so funny because then he says it again. He's like, "Oh, I gotta go watch out." And she's like, "Dad, you just need just like he's really stop. bad. He's he's really bad at the dad jokes. <laughs> it's terrible." Uh, that was my favorite line. Did you have a favorite character? I had one favorite character plus an honorable mention. Ooh, okay. So my favorite character, obviously Laurie Strode, fucking love her. Okay, yeah. And the honorable mention is the the uh, the little uh, the little black kid that the, the girl. Oh baby. yeah, so, fucking the sassy, Julian. Julian, he was so fucking great. He's like, I'm over here clipping my nasty ass toenails. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go with Julian. Uh, he was so f- so yeah, great. so funny as my favorite character. But then I'll uh, I, I'll, I'll throw an honorable mention too, since you caught me off guard. But I'll say Hawkins just because I love Willie. Oh, oh yeah, Will Patton. Will Patton's great. He is great. Uh, did you happen to have a least favorite character? Yeah. Yeah. Who Allison's is fuckhead boyfriend. Oh, Cameron. Yeah, yeah same. Fuck same. That guy. Yeah, same. He's a cunt. I don't like him at all. And then. He's he was even worried. So he tried to redeem himself in the sequel, which didn't make any sense yeah, at all. Why like, why did he survive the first movie? I'm not a fan of that. Like oh, I don't care if he survived, but like why did she take him back? That's a t- that's a toxic relationship. Yeah, it's he toxic. He threw your fucking phone and nacho cheese. Yeah, yeah, it was pudding. Oh, I thought I always thought it was nacho cheese, dude. <laughs> dude, I swear to God, I always thought that was nacho I don't cheese. Know, maybe it is. <laughs> dude, watch that, thinking it's nacho cheese, and you'll know that's nacho cheese. I thought cheese. it was like tapioca pudding. It could have been, but like, who who does tapioca pudding at a party? It's nacho know. cheese. <laughs> Okay, well, she, he throws it into some very thick liquid. Yes, which is it's not your cheese. I'm, I'm, I'm dying on my goddamn grave for that one. I'm taking it to the grave. Jesus. But yeah, like, like, so he overreacts because she sees him kissing another girl, which, okay, to be he, he, he got caught red-handed, his fault, but he overreacted, and he turned it around, and he became, and she's now the bad guy, which is 
other yeah, bullshit. She was she was just talking to me and whispering to me. Yeah, yeah, into your mouth with her mouth. Yeah, like, like she saw every part of you kiss that girl. Like, like I mean, I'm not the brightest tool in the shed, but I know when one lip meets another lip for a couple of seconds there, that's a fucking kiss. That's a kiss. That's a kiss. You kissed that tiger, whatever girl. You did it, and you would have done it more if you didn't get caught. Yep, you son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. And, and, and he, she, she still took you back. Yeah. But you got yours. You got yours. <laughs> uh, IMDb summary. Lori Strode confronts, confronts her longtime foe, Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Now, remember, this movie takes place directly at one. Well, okay, not directly. It is 40 yeah, years. 40 years after the first movie. So all those sequels don't exist in this one. So. Yeah, this is literally like. Two. Yeah, this is essentially Halloween two, but it's also called Halloween. So it's like H two O. It's not confusing. Times two. They well, and they almost <laughs> they. I think I have this in the trivia, but they almost named this H four O. I would have hated that dude, forever. Dude, yeah, I'm. I think I didn't. Maybe I didn't write it down. Oh, hey, look. Here's all the timelines. I didn't realize I put that in there. Oh, you silly banana. Um. Yeah, I could have. Okay. Well, I, I remember reading somewhere that they, I would have hated want, yeah. it called H four O. H four O. Oh, dumb. That doesn't work. There's no H four. I mean, there maybe is an H four O, but H two O was H2O water. H two O was water, so that makes sense. H four O. That's some. That's some high quality H two O. So, picking up 40 years after the Haddonfield murders, we have two journalists, Aaron Corey and Dana Haynes. They're going to Smith Gro- Smith's Grove. I just developed a lisp suddenly. Uh, Smith's Grove Sanitarium to interview Michael Myers, who was captured after Dr. Samuel Loomis shot him off the Doyle House balcony at the end of Halloween 1978. We are introduced to Dr. Ranbar Sartain, who is Michael's new psychiatrist, psychiatrist after Loomis's death. Uh, they inform... Uh, them that Michael's able to speak, but he chooses not to. He hasn't spoken probably since he's been in there. Probably 40 years. Probably 40 years. He also goes on to say that Michael is his life's work and he hates seeing him go to this new establishment. Uh, I don't remember what it was called, but he called it the pit of hell. Literally, he was like, that is the pit of hell. Um, So Dana is, and they're they're podcasters too. So this is about to get super meta since we're on a podcast talking about a podcast. So they're doing a podcast and they go to record the events as Aaron approaches Michael, tries to talk to him, um, but but they fail because he doesn't want to speak. Even after he shows him the mask, he's like, you can feel it, Michael. Which, let me just say, they would never let that confrontation happen in a psychiatric like place. He he was essentially like berating him. Yeah. They wouldn't let that happen, but it was kind of necessary for the story because right as he's screaming at Michael, it just cuts to the intro and it, like the yeah. fucking music cuts in and I love the title sequence too because it's the pumpkin like re- yeah, reanimating itself and, and I thought it was, it was a perfect like symbolic symbology for the, these movies yeah because in, in the first in the original Halloween the pumpkin is uh, it's like melting right doesn't it yes it does like, the it, opposite it, it appear, yeah and yeah. that's why I thought it was a perfect symbology yeah, yeah. so I, I really love that intro and of course the score back with John Carpenter it's been updated it sounds new kind of new age metal it sounds super good. I also thought it was really interesting to see an old Michael Myers without the mask on. You kind of see like you see like kind of the side of his face. You actually see a lot of his like face in this movie because even when he passes by the uh, stalls, you can see his yeah. face. So they really get close to showing his face, which is really interesting, especially in Halloween Kills, which I was not very happy about. They like show his face so straight it, up. It, so the way they did it in Halloween 2018, they never physically like show his full face. All, something's always obstructed it but you still i mean you yeah, can clearly like, see his face but but like if you were trying to paint his face you couldn't because you couldn't see his full right. face 
But in Halloween and Halloween Kills, they're like, fuck it, his entire and his entire face will be shown. Yeah, like okay. Which I mean, in any Halloween movie, <laughs> you never fully see his face. You always see bits and pieces of it, yeah. but you never see his full one. And that's that was that was strike one for that movie for mm-hmm, me. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. like strike one. You got two more, and it didn't take very long for them to strike me. Strike it out. Strike me again. Strike me down. Um, so after they leave, so they leave Smith's Grove and they go to drive to Lori's house, which is like super heavily fortified. Uh, it's kind of decrepit a little bit as well. And they ask, you know, Hey, though, we need to try to find Lori. And she like, doesn't answer and like, we've got cash. And then she just lets them right in immediately. So I thought that was a great little humor that they added in. Um, so she's been through some shit. She spent the last 40 years with like PTSD from the whole event. And she's like waiting for him to come back. Um, her feelings have resulted in two failed marriages and losing custody of her daughter, Karen, at a very young age. Uh, this is when they tell Lori that their interest in f- is finding out why Michael committed the murders in 1978, because it's never explained why he did that. Um, he just he, he went crazy, got it, got institutionalized, and that was the end of it. So they want to know why he did it. Um, and they want them to meet in a final attempt to get him to speak before he's transferred to the maximum security prison. Cause once he's transferred, then it's game over. Like they're not going to be able to get in contact with him. but, uh, she kicks him out of the house, but does take the money. Smart move. I mean, yeah, I mean, she's, she's gotta, <laughs> she's gotta fund her, uh, her little, uh, pew pew habit. That her she pew has. pew. Yeah. So I thought little that was trap great. Door habits. Um, yeah, the whole ending scene is just, is just wonderful. Brilliant. So they're preparing transport and let me just go ahead and say, why the fuck are they always moving Michael Myers on fucking Halloween? Why? <laughs> right? <laughs> Why? It's true. Everyone knows about the legend and the lore I of bet Michael you Myers. Did, a day before, a day later, none of this would happen. <laughs> but no. And every fucking Halloween, it's Halloween night. We're moving the freak. Like, God damn it. But uh, Dr. Sartain insists on being on the bus to accompany Michael. So he gets on the bus. They head off into the night. Then we go to Haddonfield where we see Lori's granddaughter and uh, Karen's daughter, Allison. She's walking to school with two friends and uh, telling them about the stress that her family endures due to her grandmother's past. And uh, they say, well, why don't you just skip past Halloween and wear, you know, Christmas sweaters? And that's why uh, Judy wears Christmas sweaters at Halloween. Yeah. Um, and then they debunk the whole thing that Rumi, uh, Rumi, that the rumor that Michael is Lori's brother. So in, in this iteration... You know, in this era, in this timeline, they're not brother and sister at all. Yeah, they're not. They debunk it as of right now. They're not related. I say that because the new trailer gives some type of weird vibes that they could be spiritually related somehow. Yeah, and I mean, it wouldn't be it wouldn't surprise me if they brought some spiritual shit into there because you know, Halloween two did that. Like maybe uh, maybe Rob Zombies maybe tried to do what Halloween six was trying to do, but correct. Yeah, exactly. Like I won't be surprised if they do that because there are, and I'm not going to say anything. from the trailers, in case uh, listeners haven't haven't seen it yet yeah. or, or want to wait, but there are some dialogue choices that Lori says in the trailer that makes me think they are somehow connected, but not necessarily related. If we have time at the end, I'll I'll tell you my three theories that I have on what's going to happen. Cool beans. Um. So later in class, we see Allison looking out the window, sees uh, Lori out there. She goes to meet with her grandmother, and she gives her the three thousand dollars that she got from Aaron and Dana. And is like, go have fun, kid. Like, damn, three grand. Okay. 
I'll right? take that. Right? And then later at uh, dinner, uh, Karen's family, Karen Allison, and her family are there with uh, Cameron. She arrives there and uh, just picks up the glass of wine and starts chugging it. Karen's like, I thought you quit drinking. She's like, Mm-mm, let me finish this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Not tonight. And then she kind of has a panic attack over this whole situation because she's stressed out about Michael. She, and, you know, like it's it's she hasn't found out that he's moving just yet, but she's just stressed because it's this time of year. And Allison is the only one that seems to care about her her feelings because she's the, real. she's the only one that like comforts her and tries to be there for her. Everyone else just kind of is like, "Mom, like, can you can which, you?" Can which you stop? I also think you know because uh, it also seems like the mother Karen is trying to you know keep Allison at a distance. Yeah, and because of all the shit she's gone through, and, 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 and which is understandable. But that sometimes will bring the rebellion or the rebellious side out on right. that person. And, and that's where I think this is coming from, yeah. which isn't a bad thing because, you know, it's always nice to have somebody that sympathizes over the old crazy lady, which is what they're, they're uh, get showing Lori Strode as right now. Yeah. She's kind of old and, and crazy, but I mean, Hey, I get it. You know, PTSD from something that happened 40 years ago, I'd be a little, on be edge, a little crazy yeah, too. Right? So while all this is going on, <clears throat> the, uh, the bus transport crashes into a ditch we see security guards killed, inmates are scattered about the road, and a man and his son that are driving down that road happen upon the bus, and they start to investigate. While the father disappears, wherever the fuck he goes, I don't even know, the son grabs a rifle from the truck, encounters this fatally wounded guy who's like, run, just get out of here. And he doesn't <laughs> doesn't take that warning, and then goes on to the bus to investigate, and Dr. Sartan pops out and is like, don't shoot, the kid just fucking shoots him in the shoulder like he just said not to shoot and the kid's like ah i mean he was scared i know it's just funny don't shoot bam kid runs off the bus fleeing to the truck calls the police michael appears from the back seat and just bashes him up against the wall or the window and kills him yep this is when we see will Patton show up sheriff hawkins he comes up to the crash site dr sartan says like he's escaped and then hawkins like fuck it, who who escaped and then it cuts to the next day we see the podcasters uh, going to visit the grave of Judith Myers, which is a very common occurrence in these movies. Um, I know it happened in the Rob Zombie remake. I'm pretty sure it happens in the original Judith Myers grave. Yeah, it happened uh, in the first one, yeah. Yeah, and it's really, this is a really cool shot I really enjoy when they go to the grave and they're kind of recording this little episode or like snippet for the podcast. You can see Michael, they have like a, a shot of him where he's out of focus, but you can see Aaron and Dana in the distance and you know he's watching them, like watching them yeah. look at his mother's grave. So we know at this point, okay, I guess he's tracking them down because he has, he knows that they have his mask. Yeah. And he wants that shit back now that he's escaped. Yeah. So I love how subtle this movie is, but they do it in such a good way. He just wanted his machete. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. Uh, next, we see Sheriff Hawkins talking to a deputy. Uh, it's that dude with the awesome cowboy hat. Yes. Uh, he says, Michael Myers has escaped the transport um, and will most likely return to Haddonfield to finish what he started 40 years ago. And it's really cool because after that scene, when Aaron and Dana arrive at the gas station that they pull up to, it's real quick, and I, and I just noticed this on this watch through. I don't know how I missed it, but he, Aaron's pumping gas, and you can see Michael in the background, yep. all in white, just pass through, and then it cuts away. And yep. I was like, "Oh shit!" So you're like, "Okay, this is not going to be good." Dana goes to the bathroom, and that is when Homie comes inside, you know, kicks in the door, or like pushes in the doors, finally gets to her door. A huge brawl ensues. Uh, Aaron goes into the gas station to pay for the gas, comes across the dead guy, is like, oh shit, where's Dana? I need to go find her. Tries to go rescue her, but then they both just die a brutal death. It's not good. And not a horror scene or anything, but one of my favorite 
favorite way that it was shot and everything is after all that is when he goes to the trunk and gets the mask. Oh yeah, dude. The, the how with the music and just it was probably my favorite shot of the movie. Yeah, just it's everything. Just like when he does it in uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween when he pick you know, when he breaks through the floorboards and then the music starts and he picks it up and looks at it in the light and then puts it on. You're just like, oh, it gets, it's it, time. It, and it gives me the same vibes as the Friday the Thirteenth remake when he first finds the mask. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. like that holy shit, it's good. It's like, about to get here real. Here we go. Like yep. Here we go. So yeah, he goes to the back of their vehicle, puts on the mask, and you know it's it's on like Donkey Kong now. He's got the mask. It's game over. Uh, this is when Lori learns about the transport and the crash, breaks into Karen's house to demonstrate her lack of security, which is your favorite scene. <laughs> it's so funny. Yeah, it's so great. And then and she's like, you don't even, you know, the back, the window is unlocked. I came well, into the and, door. And, what the and, fuck and, are you doing, Karen? Like, that, and the guy's like, is that a gun? I'm like, yeah, what the fuck else is yeah, it? What is it, bitch? <laughs> like, like what? <laughs> no, it's a, it's a popsicle. Um, so yeah, she demonstrates a lack of security and after a brief argument about Michael with Karen and her husband, Ray, um, sorry, Lori leaves and heads to the gas station just in time to witness the bodies of Aaron and Dana being recovered. And this is when Hawkins says to the, uh, other deputy with the, with the, with the, uh, awesome cowboy, cowboy hat, he says, okay, we've got one goal and it is to hunt this man down. Like we have to find this guy. And I love that that guy's back in this one too. He's in the yeah, whole trilogy. He's in the whole trilogy. I, I love it. I love it. So cool. Um, and then, then we cut to Halloween night. Michael is in Haddonfield. He's walking the streets in his whole getup. It's littered with families and trick or treaters. Um, he finds his way into a shed and I love this shot because he's going down the street and then he looks to the right and then it's just a one shot of him going, grabbing the hammer and then uh, he goes inside, beats the shit out of this woman off camera, but you can hear everything. And then he sees this big butcher knife, obviously replaces the hammer with the knife, walks out the door. Actually, sorry, you hear a crying baby and he goes into that room and you're like, don't, don't do it. And then he just, he walks past. Don't worry. Child stays alive. <laughs> Uh, walks out the door, goes down the street, and then goes into the neighbor's house. <coughs> and this is that really cool scene that I like where he goes up onto the porch, drops down, sees his, you know, you can see his mask in the reflection of the window, goes around, knife to neck, and then we, you know, we, we go to the next shot. Also, in that one shot, you don't see it, but you hear it. So in that shot, you actually hear a dog bark, and then all of a sudden you don't. Oh, really? Yeah, it, he actually still kills a... He kills a dog in almost every movie. Oh, shit. So, yeah, so that one shot scene, like, you hear a dog bark. Yeah. And it's it's that 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 girl that he kills his dog. Oh, shit. So when he goes inside, before he kills her, he kills the dog. Because oh. it starts to bark, then all of a sudden the dog's not barking anymore. Like, what the fuck happened? I didn't even notice that. Yep. Very nice. Okay. Yep. But yeah, there's a uh, there's some pretty good one shots in this one where they where they do like tracking shots where they yeah, follow and, and him. It's, it's not even oh, necessary. It's not even necessary. It's, just, it's so good though. But yeah, like like I mean, Halloween Kills aside, David Gordon Green knows what the fuck he's doing. Yeah, he and, really does. And it's not like the Halloween Kills the movie didn't look good. It was just written like ass. I think that was his highest kill count though. He killed like oh yeah, like twenty three or and something that, like that. That was at the end of the yeah yeah. Because, he killed yeah, a lot of people in that the, movie. Yeah, that was his highest kill count. Which I mean, and I'm not. Some of the kills in there were brutal as fuck, and yeah. I like that, but I just think the things surrounded by the kills just sucked. Yeah. The story, like, I understand what they were doing, but also it just it just wasn't great. It's the, it's Really, for me, it was the how many times they said evil dies tonight. I hated, uh, what's his face? Fucking yeah, I, Tommy. Could not stand his character, and I hated that whole plot where they were chasing down this guy thinking he was Michael Myers, and then they end, you know, they do what they do, and I'm like, and I he's not even 
the same size. No, like, yeah. What? Like at first, like I understood that, but like once they actually got a view of him and see that this guy's shorter, clearly not him. He's shorter. He he's he's built different. Like he's 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 a little bit more like overweight. Yeah, he's stocky and short, stocky. not tall and thin. Yeah, yeah. The act. I mean, I mean, hell, Nick Castle, the actor to place him as well, like six four, six five. Yeah, he's six, a tall six. dude. He's like our height. Yeah, Nick Castle and uh, Ju- uh, Courtney Jude, I believe, is and the other guy. And they're both like between they're both six tall. four, six six. Yeah. yeah, this guy was maybe five eight, five nine. Yeah, and you're like, what the fuck? So it just it just didn't work. But but I did understand that scene specifically because it showed, if anything, that and and this is why I liked it better the second time. Still didn't love it. Still. You know, it just showed how like brainwashed people were. Or? Uh, it sh- it shows that if you get one person, like you, like you know that, that that the game telephone, yeah, one person says something, by the yeah. time it gets to the other person, it's completely different. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So that, it just shows me as a society, if they're all after the same thing, and you just shout out, "Hey, over there!" They're all gonna do that, and their yeah. minds clouded. No matter if they see who they want to see or not, like they're just they want to think what they think, and and that actually showed a lot of realism of what people are today. I mean, yeah, that's so, true. So, so as weird as it is, I thought this movie was more of a social, more like a social, uh, you it's know, like it had just like social commentary. Yeah. That's what I was looking at. Yeah, yeah. This movie was more of a social commentary in between yeah. 18 and this one, which if you go in thinking that, like, I mean, yes, the whole evil dies tonight thing is just fuck that. Fuck. But. Yeah, I swear. We, if they say that one time this goddamn movie, I'm walking. <laughs> if I hear it. I'm walking here. <laughs> if I hear evil, I'm like, don't you dare. Don't you. Don't, don't you finish that sentence. Don't you finish it. Don't you do it. I will fucking cut no, you. But but as I feel like this movie was more of a social commentary as in what certain people can make other people think because, yeah. because that's what they want to think. That's what they want to believe. And that's where I think that scene as when you're writing that, that's where that was important. They just did it a really poor way of. Yeah. That does, that does make a lot of so, sense. I can so see that. So in your rewatching, I'm sure you'll rewatch it one day. Maybe not. No, I'm going to, I'm going to, cause I, I watched this one, you know, it's fresh in my head. I'll probably watch Halloween kills next week. And then, cause then the next week after we're yeah. going to see end. So, so I'll watch one a week. So, so, so go in the second time as a social commentary movie yeah. with Michael Myers. You might enjoy it better. Like yeah, I said, we'll see. like it didn't change my rating, but I did have a better time watching it. I didn't feel like turning it off at home. I feel like versus I, I wanted to walk the fuck out. The <laughs> yeah, I know. And I don't like, walk out. No, I don't walk out either. But I was like, it was, it was <laughs> don't rough. make me do it. But yeah, go in that way, and you might like. All it right, better. all right. I will. I will do that. I'm definitely. I'm gonna watch it probably next Friday or something like that. Uh, in between all of my 31 days of horror. Oh my god. So back to the movie after Michael has killed that girl execution style through the throat, which is crazy. And her dog, apparently. Yep. Uh, We cut to Allison, who's at the school function Halloween party with her friends, uh, receives a call from Vicky. Vicky's her friend. She's inviting her over to come hang out once Julian, the kid that she's babysitting, falls asleep. And uh, Vicky mentioned something about like Alakazam or something like that. Yeah. And then once she hangs up, Julian's like, I know you're smoking I'm weed. Smoking about yeah, weed. I know. I'm going to tell on you. And she's like, I'll show your mom your internet history. And he's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> Fucking touche. <laughs> touche. I my nasty ass toenails. Touche, Vicky. So they dropped the, you know, I won't rat on you. You won't rat on me. Dude, their uh, chemistry was great. Was, I love it. I loved it. It was so great. Which is funny because it really reminded me of Laurie Strode and uh, Tommy from Rob Zombie. Yeah. I, their little relationship They're they back, had. Yeah. It was so funny. Uh, this is when they get into the altercation. Allison and Cameron get into the altercation. That's you know he kisses the tiger at the Halloween party. She clearly sees and he's like, 
oh, you didn't, I don't know what you thought you saw, but she was just talking to me, like, you know, really close. And it's revealed that he's been drinking that night, so he's not thinking straight. And then he get, she gets a call from fucking her grandma, from Lori yeah, Strode, Lord. and he's like, you know what, your precious little phone, bam. Nacho, nacho cheese, cheese. Pu- nacho cheese, <laughs> nacho cheese pudding. <laughs> nacho uh, Jesus, oh, that's yeah. awful. And she's just like, okay, dick, like, great, thanks for that. And then, of course, after she storms away, he's like, fuck, like, no shit. You dummy. Right. Um, do, do, do going down here. Almost done. Oh yeah. This is when Dave arrives over at Julian's. Uh, Dave is Vicky's boyfriend and they're like just about to do it because uh, Julian's up in bed. They hear a noise. So she's like, go investigate the typical. I don't want to go. You right? go. So uh, he goes to walk upstairs and Julian's like bolting down the stairs like, I saw a man in my doorway. And Vicky's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I'll go look. So she goes into the room, acts like somebody's there and then like pops out, scares the shit out of him. Um, And then that's when she puts him to bed and she goes to close the closet door, but it like gets stuck on something. So what the fuck? So she pulls the door open and then the music's like, fucking Michael. You know who that is. Michael comes out swinging that fucking knife. And uh, I think she gets her. Julian runs downstairs. He's like, I'm going to go call the cops. But Allison does not make it. Uh, she gets dragged back in by Honestly, her feet. I, was, I wasn't upset, but I was a little sad. I'm like, ah, oh, like, like, why? I get it. But like, why yeah, like, did she, she didn't deserve it. She didn't it. do anything. But that's just to that, show how ruthless he is. But also, it just goes hand in hand with the original title of this movie, The Babysitter yeah. Murders. Babysitter Murders, so exactly. Like, so like, you it, it was more of an homage to the original, if you think exactly. about it. Exactly. But I still was like, that was probably like, a death that I really didn't want to happen. I didn't need to happen. I didn't need to. So she doesn't make it. Um, and then Lori is out patrolling the streets in her truck. She, of course, she's got a CB radio. She intercepts the call that, you know, like they, they call Hawkins because Julian called the police. So they call Hawkins out. She hears that and she heads to the house as well. There's also a nice little Halloween 3 reference when you see the kids in the witch mask, the pumpkin mask, and the uh, skeleton mask walking down the street. Now, real quick. Which before, is cool. Yeah, which we continue. They did that also in Kills. Yep. So I wonder if we're going to also see that in Ends. Like that'd I hope be a, so. That'd be a cool little connection with with the the, the connect with like you know three being in all three of them. I really hope so. That'd be cool. So there's a cool little Halloween reference there. Uh, this is when Lori shows up outside the house. She gets out of the car. She's like, "Everybody, get out of here!" She's waving her fucking <laughs> dirty hairy gun around as a crazy old lady. She's like, "Everybody, leave! Everybody, leave!" <laughs> Uh, Hawkins finds Vicky's corpse under a sheet with two eye holes cut out. I don't know where Michael found the time to do that, but I mean, hey, he's having fun. Pumpkins in the fish tank. Uh, yeah, she didn't make it. Uh, but Lori's outside and she sees Michael in a window. She goes to shoot at him and she realizes, oh, I just shot a mirror. Fuck, that wasn't actually him. And then Michael like swiftly goes past Hawkins down the stairs and he's like, Michael, doosh, doosh. everyone's fucking blasting off shots. But he makes it past Hawkins all the way down the stairs. Lori and Hawkins go in hot pursuit behind the houses to find Michael. Lori shoots him one good time, but as she turns the corner, Michael's gone. And this is probably my favorite interaction when Hawkins comes up behind Lori because she just pops him. Yes. And he's like, what the fuck? What are you doing, mine? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. Um, a bunch of police cars arrive on the scene at the house, make a perimeter. Dr. Sartain shows up, talks to Hawkins about Michael. Uh, he's going to just essentially keep killing and killing and killing till he gets caught. Sartain then sees Lori, introduces himself, like, I read everything about you. Not creepy at all. Uh, to which her response is, have I told you what I prayed about every night? And they're like, what? It's like, I prayed that Michael would get out. And they're like, why? It's like, so I could kill him. And then she fucking walks away. And I'm like, boss, lady, right? what? Mike, drop. Yeah, and then, and then of course, Hawkins is like, well, that was a, that was a terrible thing to wish for. <laughs> um, 
Uh, so Allison has ditched her boyfriend at this part at the party. She's like, fuck you. I'm leaving. Goes home with her friend Oscar, who tries to like, he advances towards her. And she's like, no, no, no. And then, of course, he's like, whoa, 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 my bad. Um, did not mean to let, you know, you're not with whatever Cameron anymore. I thought, you know, I thought you were sending vibes. And she gets very upset. She leaves. Fortunately, Oscar does not make it because Michael's in the yards, like looking at him, stalking him. He goes to climb over this fence and then gets impaled through his oh, jugular. Gorgeous. Such I wish I you would have seen it happen, but it's still cool to see the after. So he 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 does not make it at all. And then he sees uh, Allison, of course, and tries to chase her, but then she finds refuge in a neighbor's home. And then this is when Karen and Ray arrive at Lori's fortified crazy house, waiting for Allison to arrive. Um, to get there because that's where she's going. Uh, Hawken then encounters Dr. Sartain and in turn finds Allison in their hunt for Michael. So Hawkins, Sartain, and Allison are together and uh, they're going to take Allison to Lori's house and on the way there, they see Michael in the street. And what do they do? Fucking floor <laughs> it. Fucking floor it. Hell yeah. And they just blast Michael. They run, like, they hit him. He falls to the ground. Um, Hawkins rushes over to him and gets out of the vehicle. I think he, sh- I think he shoots Michael at point blank range, I believe, or he goes to shoot him or something. I think he goes to, I think he goes to, but then, um, Dr. Sartain is like laying on the ground next to Michael and has this pin that turns into a knife and you're like, Oh shit, he's going to just stab Michael in the eye. But he fucking turns around and stabs Hawkins. Crazy twist. Like crazy twist. Stabs Hawkins. Hawkins goes down. Michael, or Dr. Sartain loads Michael up into the back, puts on the mask, gets in the cop car's driver's seat, and is like, all right, it's reunion time, bitches. I'm taking Michael to Lori. And you're like, oh, God. And that's, that's where, where I'll I, leave it. That's where, <laughs> it's like, that's where I want to go, but not under these circumstances. Yeah, that's where I'll leave it, because I totally forgot about that watching this. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Like, oh, he just goes unhinged. Yeah, uh, that's where I'll leave it because it does go crazy from there. The whole ending, the whole third act is just a fiery, awesome fucking it's beautiful disaster. I love it. It is so good. Uh, I don't believe there's an after credit scene or mid post scene. There's or, not. Uh, okay, there's not. Uh, Taglines. Here we go. Face your fate. Simple and easy. 40 years later, evil returns home. You don't believe in the boogeyman? You should. And trick or treat. <laughs> I mean, the trick or treat, like, that makes sense. Love it. Uh, trivia here we've got on the TV, a newscaster can be heard describing the events of the original film as the babysitter murders. Yep. This was originally the title Carpenter wanted for Halloween 1978. It was the, oh, sorry, it was only changed to Halloween after the producer Erwin Yablins thought of the idea and to release it near Halloween, which honestly, I, 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 yeah, I like the change. Really. I do like it. Um, a radio call coming over the police band mentions a disturbance at 707 Meridian, a tribute to the real-life address of the Myers house, house in Halloween before it was moved a few blocks down. Uh, two kids bump into Michael before he grabs a hammer from the garage. One kid is shouldering a toy boombox, a tribute to a scene in Halloween 2, 1981, where Michael, Dick Warlock, is bumped into Dick Warlock's real-life son, Lance Warlock, carrying a boombox. Dick Warlock, such a great name. That's a great name. So good. Uh, the gas station is almost an exact replica of the gas station prominently appearing in Halloween for the return of Michael Myers yep. down to the ice box outside. We've already talked about the five distinct timelines, so I won't go over that. Got some pretty interesting goofs here. Although the film is set in Northern Ireland, there are numerous palm trees and cypress trees, which can be seen in the background, which are native to South Carolina. Yep. Uh, neither tree. Uh, wait, neither tree. What? 
Oh, numerous palm trees and cypresses. Sorry, neither of those grow in Illinois. Um, in the asylum courtyard, the patients are chained to stationary cinder blocks. The safety perimeter around each patient is marked with a large yellow square to match the checkerboard ground cover. As chains can move 360 degrees, the safe area should really be a circle, though, because, yeah, you know, so little things here and there. The secret. Oh, that's kind of a spoiler. I won't say that. Um, oh, yeah. Here's a kind of a plot hole, because how the fuck did Dana and, and Dana and Aaron get Michael's original mask for an interview with him? It was confiscated, presumably when he was arrested and would forever be locked up in evidence locker. So the, the two reporters would not be able to grab that. Uh, this would be the real life equivalent of trying to get John Wayne Gacy's clown costume from the evidence locker for whatever reason. So that is my biggest issue with this movie. Like, how did they possibly get that? There's no way they would have been able to get that. Because they never explain how they get it. They just have it. You know, I never even like, yeah. until this very moment, I've never even thought about it. I just went along with it. That's always been my biggest issue. But I mean, like, whatever. I'm not going to fucking. I mean, ho- is it is a real one, though? Maybe they just said that and it's actually just a replica they found. It out could, yeah, but they never explain anything about it. So that's that's the only thing. It's like they don't explain like this is a fake or this is the real one. But it's like, yeah, how, how they've gotten that. Um, and then again, yeah, a pair of journalists would never be able to allow to speak to patients in a psychiatric facility that holds murders, uh, much less aggravate them in the manner shown yeah. in the film. So just little things like, it's not like, it's not going to affect my, like how I feel about it. It's just funny to like little small things. You're like, Oh yeah, that probably would never happen. Uh, rated 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb and a 3.3 out of five on letterbox. We both gave it fours solid fucking movie, a very good entry in the Halloween franchise. I am super ecstatic to go see Halloween ends. Um, oh, and you know what? We've got some time. Let me give you my theories here. Alrighty then. All right. I mean, there's really only three outcomes anyways when you think about it. There's only three. Either Lori's... Okay, so this is this is, this is is my best guess for what's going to happen. I'm assuming Lori's going to have to like sacrifice herself, and then I'm assuming that Michael's going to die, but then in the final shot, they're going to pull a Halloween 2 where he's got... You know, like you can see the imprint of him in the ground where he's gone up and left. You know what I mean? Interesting. So I think they're both going to be dead, but then it's going to be like cut to a shot where he's gone now. And you're like, fuck, he's still alive. Yeah. Or Michael's going to die or Lori's going to die. Someone's dying. I'm pretty (laughs) sure they're both going to die. I think they're both going to die. And because like I said, there's certain things like, well, a, I think they're just both going to die because poetic, honestly, like she's gone through all this shit, but she's going to take him with her. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. Like, I think they're both going to like stab each other. Like, like she goes to stab him and then all of a sudden she, or he goes to stab her and you're like, Oh God, she's dying. He's fine. Obviously. Then all of a sudden she stabs him and it's going to be like a, like they're both just going to kill each other type of scenario. Yeah. The only way that you can, I think they have to kill him in an epic way though, because they have to like, they have to like cut his head off if he's actually going to die. Cause I mean, how many times has he died? Just like Jason, so many well, times, and, and, and which, which is, and this is where I think, from like the connection between them both. If she dies, he actually will die because connected. Yeah, the connect, the spiritual, and, the spiritual connection. And I think if they go that route, that's and that's when she says specific dialogue in the trailer. Yeah, makes me think spirited connection. Yeah, like, which so, I'd be I'd be okay with. So I think she knows, like like maybe she comes to the realization throughout the movie, not maybe like right away, but like throughout it, like maybe like the third act, she's like fuck the only yeah the only way to do this is yeah yeah is or like maybe like or maybe there's a scene where she gets hurt and she she sees somehow he also got hurt like like you know in the movie freaky like yeah how they both got stabbed like one got stabbed like excuse me something like that maybe not as silly but something in that realm to gives the audience also 
they're connected somehow, and yeah. this is her realization to where if she dies, he finally dies, and it actually does end. And this is the weird thing, too, about this one, is this one takes place four years after yeah, Halloween four Kills. Years. So he's been in hiding, like Curse of Michael Myers style, where he was hiding for which, a which couple it, years in the I cave, really, right? Uh, it, it Wasn't looks, he hiding somewhere? It looks like in, a cave or sewer. Something like that, but like that's, that was cool. Curse, right? He was hiding like with that guy who was like like yes. keeping him alive. That yes. was Curse, right? And that's where I'm thinking they're going to do... They're taking some ideas from Curse, but doing them correct. Yeah. And that's where kind I of think like, the, yeah. the connection, just not so rapey and weird. Yeah, because I was going to say, maybe not so much rape and weirdness. Well, uh, I mean, there's no way they could do that. But but yeah. I think they're going to take... I, because if you think about it, so far in this trilogy, the two out of the three we've gotten, they've taken ideas or paid homage yeah. to... Even though they're not connected to any of the other Halloweens except for the very first one in 78, they've taken ideas and stuff and twisted yeah. them themselves. So that being said, with the all the dialogue Laurie says in this new trailer, with the opening sequence of where he's been, the four years, what happened to him, without really exp- like without like spending too much time explaining where he's been, yeah, Makes that's sense. what they do. Yeah. They they pull that without the whole, you know, man in the hat, like the whole weird science stuff. But like, do and, it right. Like I'm very I'm I'm strongly thinking they're gonna do six, but correctly. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, because honestly, if this would be my last movie in this franchise to do this, I would want to do it right, and I would want to try to write as many wrongs as possible from previous movies. Even though it's not connected, I would want to give the audience the satisfaction of what could have been done right. Yeah. So for me, like, if this physically, like, if this ends David Gordon Green's trilogy, which it, it obviously is, yeah. he's working on the Exorcist trilogy now. Obviously, he's not, not going to do any more of this. I would want to do it as, and it's the longest out of the three. It's, yeah. it's pushing two hours. One fifty one. One fifty one. So like, yeah. So there's plenty of time to explain extra things, because there's only, cause, I mean, there's because there's so there's not much more you can really do now that's literally it's literally, Laurie, versus Michael before yeah. it before and the first one, it it kind of was just Michael getting his mojo back in a sense right. after forty years. Second one, it was him on a rampage. And third one, it's now the title fight. Yep. It's and, happening. It's going and so, down. And so they want to do it 100% right and justice because I'm also sure David Gordergreen has heard the reviews for yeah. kills. Yeah. It's not, they're not great. So I, I assume they're going to want to do some redeeming. So, so I'm 100% thinking they're going to do elements of six correctly. Yeah. That's what I'm, go- I'm going with. Well, in just two short weeks, we shall know. And of course, of course, of course, we will report back to you when we do. Oh, yeah. Um, so you're getting two episodes this week. One episode 158 and episode 158. You can go listen to episode 158 right now if you'd like. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Episode 159 where me and Corey talk about our 31 days of horror. Um, I'm, I, I said this in the next episode. I'll just go ahead and say it now so you're going to hear it twice. Uh, me and Gabby will be back next week doing uh, Kicking Off Slashtober. Uh, we're doing a home invasion movie. It's going to be a lot of fun. Super excited. So, um, yeah, I guess follow us on. You're going to hear this twice, too. So follow us on Facebook <laughs> at Frightmares and Slasher app and Instagram at Frightmares Podcast. Uh, Twitter at Frightmares underscore pod. Uh, StaySpookyDoutLuck.com is our email. I'm Dr. Proctor on Letterboxd. You are... Slafferman. Booyah. And I'm not going to stay stay tuned and stay spooky until next week because you're just going to listen to the next one and I'll say it there. But stay. you know what? Until the next episode, stay tuned and... Stay spooky. I don't know why you're staying tuned. Why don't you just... Stay, you, just you know what? Until the next episode... Oh, I have to say it again? Yeah. Stay spooky. There we go.